Hello and welcome to the final episode of Spiritual Success. What? I know. I start to allude to it in this episode and I'm going to do a full reveal, a full explanation in the next episode. But I actually love the fact that number 21, episode number 21 is the final episode of this podcast because there's 21 questions in Living in Tune, 21 questions to activate your intuition and find your life purpose. There are 21 chapters and this is the final chapter of the Spiritual Success Podcast, the 21st episode. So, wow. And also that 21st chapter is called Purpose. And this next version of the podcast and my overall business that I'm stepping into is truly my purpose, my calling, even more aligned with my soul. And I just did my Instagram monthly tarot reading yesterday for October. And I actually use that reading that I do for everyone else in my audience to find out what my tarot theme for the month ahead is going to be. The way that I do that is once I've posted the reading and I'm choosing the cover photo as a still from the video, I flick across and I set the intention, whichever frame this lands on, this is my theme for the month of October, so make it land on the right frame. And it landed on a frame where I was holding up the judgment card in tarot. And for anyone who doesn't know tarot, the judgment card is all about rising up to your calling, your purpose, waking up. And it's actually Archangel Gabriel playing the trumpet from the heavens with a flag that looks like the England flag. It's definitely the same design. I don't know if that's what it's meant to represent. But the souls are rising up from their coffins and they're rising up to meet their purpose and their calling. So this is all very, very faithful, very much linked to the eclipses we've got coming up, I'm sure. But today in this final episode of Spiritual Success, I'm interviewing a Hay House author called Vicky Iskandar. So she is based in LA, but as she says in the episode, originally from Indonesia, and she works with Chinese astrology. So she helps her clients with Feng Shui. She has now created the Chinese Five Elements Oracle deck with Hay House who kindly sent me a copy before it's even out. It should be out by the time you're listening to this very, very shortly afterwards, 10th of October, 2023. So in this episode, we talk about Chinese astrology, her journey creating this deck. And Chinese astrology is something really interesting because it's certainly not something that I have a massive awareness of, apart from the fact that there are the 12 animal signs, the 12 earthly branches in Chinese astrology, which all link to the year that we were born. So you may know that you were born in the year of the rat or the pig or the monkey. And so in this episode, you're going to learn more about Chinese astrology. And especially if you choose to get the card deck, which I give you a sneak peek into in this episode, I pull a card and I say the one that's been following me around, which of course was about purpose. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Go and support Vicky when someone releases a book or a card deck. That initial release period is so important because that pre-sale period adds up orders and then on the publication date, all of those orders go out at once. So that is usually the peak of sales, often. So it's really important to support authors of books and card decks at the very beginning. Go and leave a review as well. If you enjoy this episode, you learn anything, send Vicky a message on Instagram All of these things are so helpful and so supportive and so validating for any author and creator. 
So enjoy this episode. I hope you get some value out of it. You can tell Vicky is incredibly wise, incredibly wonderful. So enjoy this final episode of Spiritual Success. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a Hay House author and spiritual life and business coach. I'm here to help you harness your inner world as an entrepreneur so that you can unleash your full power and profits, taking you behind the scenes of your business and giving you everything you need to make energy a key part of your strategy for success. It's completely possible to have clarity, inner peace and balance as you climb the ladder to six and seven figures in your solar business. So let me show you how as we dive into another episode of Spiritual Success. Sacred Sisters is all about women rising in their power to claim more money, success, and better health together. If you want to grow your business to full-time, six figures or beyond, while embracing your feminine energy, this is the place to be. A place where you can lean on your business besties, reach your goals with accountability and support, and get expert advice from coaches, healers, authors, and health and business experts at the top of their field. This group, where we honor your sacred female force and ambition, is open and enrolling right now. You'll have access to sisterhood support, business support, health, mindset, and energy support. The guest sessions we have coming up include Hay House authors, Harley Street nutritionists, medical doctors, and multi-six-figure coaches who are all experts in their field. So if you love exploring things like past life regression, having a better relationship with your body, clearing your subconscious fears, manifesting money, and working with what makes you sacred as a woman, you can access tools to do all of these right now instantly inside the members area. Some of the calls that we have together include profitable podcast guesting, aligned messaging, tantra, eating for your immune system, unlocking your gene keys, reprogramming your subconscious mind for leadership, and how to release your upper money limit. So every month, you will get one live coaching call with me, one live call with an industry leader, and one solopreneur Q&A a month with me as well, plus a 24-7 Facebook community so you can stay connected with your sisters at all times. You also get huge exclusive discounts that will save you hundreds and we even had a $1,000 discount this year and a watch on demand library inside the members area plus bonus calls with surprise guests that I like to add in for the sisters as well. People have found clients in the group, people to practice their healing skills with and podcasts for them to be a guest on so they can get their business in front of more people. If it sounds like a dream, that's because it is, and we're calling in our next Sacred Sisters right now. Save $8 a month with the 12-month transformation plan, or there is a rolling monthly plan so you can stay as long as you like and decide the end date. It's time to step into your Empress era and rise in your power so you can manifest more money with sisterhood support. You can join today at a price that might just surprise you on the new 12-month plan. The sooner you join us, the sooner your transformation will begin. The link is in the show notes. You can also find it on my Instagram page or at lizrobata.com forward slash sacred sisters. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Liz. I'm so happy to be here. 
Thank you so much for joining us. We were just talking about LA before we started recording, my favorite place in the world. And it's where Vicky has been living since 1987, which is insane. So I want to hear all about your business and all about your spiritual journey as well and how the two things came together because you have a full-time spiritual business like I do. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast, that's their dream. That's their wish. They would love to do this work full-time. So can you take us back to the beginning of your spiritual journey and how that started to weave together with your work journey and your career as well? Yeah, so let me let me start first with where I am now. So I'm an author, writer, and expert in the field of Chinese metaphysics. And um, well, what got me into Chinese metaphysics basically started with Western astrology in 2000, which is the year of the dragon. So I was feeling um, out of purpose and uncertain about my future despite having graduated with an MBA degree from a top business school. And I was, um, I was expecting to graduate with multiple job offers and a fast track career in management. But instead of doors opening, it was doors closing because um, what I wanted to do had made me overqualified. With, my, my MBA basically had made me overqualified and I was too expensive for companies that I wanted to work for. So I was browsing at my Damerhood bookstore in LA when someone who turned out to be a professional astrologer asked me what I was looking for. So we ended up talking for over an hour and I left the bookstore with a few astrology books that she used as references in her practice. I have five Gemini planets, including my sun, my moon, Venus, and Mercury. So I learned very quickly from all the books and and what I learned was that I was under an intense Pluto transit. Pluto is known as the Lord of Transformation in astrology and he was exactly opposing my son in Gemini when the year 2000 arrived. And Pluto's transits are usually when life's biggest crisis and major turnaround happen. So with Pluto hitting my five Gemini planets, and also my Mars in Pisces, uh, between 2000 to 2008, my world was completely transformed inside and out. And during these years, I moved back and forth between Indonesia, uh, which is my home country, um, Singapore, Hong Kong, and then back to LA, working as a writer and editor instead of anything MBA related. And I also got certified to teach yoga and qigong during those years. And since then, I've come to see Pluto as my teacher and my guide during those years. And which, you know, which completely transformed my mind, um, not just my mind, but also my body and spirit. And um, spiritual awakening usually starts from crisis, you know, when one or more aspects of life just no longer are sustainable. And I felt that the lesson is to really dive deep into the awakening process. We need to align the body, mind, and spirit. So it wasn't until the next year of the dragon in 2012, so 12 years after the first awakening, that I decided to answer the calls of my ancestors and go deeper into Chinese metaphysics, starting with Pacha, which is um, which also called the four pillars um, of, 
astrology, and which is this is the most popular form of Chinese astrology in Asia. I followed Batu with Feng Shui, and then the I Ching, and then um, this ancient art of war called Chimandunjia. That was also the year I started posting daily astrology guidance on social media at Five Elements Oracle. And after five years of coaching my Chinese metaphysics client on the side, I quit my role as a digital marketing consultant in 2017 and founded Functional Feng Shui to focus on helping clients with Chinese metaphysics. And this is where I am now. (laughs) When you were a child, were you interested in spirituality or was it just when you went into that bookstore and that book was there, that was the first time that you were interested in astrology? Was that the beginning of your spiritual journey or had you always had a calling towards it? Um, I was always interested, you know, but as a child, you, I mean, it was more because it's a gut feeling, intuition and experience. And when the, when the people around you were not really into that, then, you know, you kind of left on your own, but there were always astrology books and tarot cards just around, around the house. So it was not something that I wasn't familiar with. And also Indonesia being, being, being a Chinese Indonesian you know, I grew up with um, I grew up in a mix of Chinese and Indonesian cultures, so there are a lot of spiritual tradition, especially Taoist traditions with my family. So it was um, and then a lot of uh, ancestors um, honoring the ancestors, a lot of tradition that honored the ancestors there. So it was to me, in terms of spirituality, it's always there. <laughs> I love that. And at what point did you decide to write a deck? Or is that even the right word? Did you decide? Did it come from your mind? Or did you start being called? Because I know for me, writing my book wasn't a decision. The words just started coming in. And I started catching them. And then I realized, oh, I meant to do something with these words. So what was that process like for you? Well, ever since I started learning, you know, going deeper into Chinese metaphysics, I always thought that the 60 pillars, which is the combinations of the five elements and the 12 animal signs, would work very well as an oracle deck. And um, most people are familiar with the 12 animal signs, but not many have heard about the 60 pillars, which are used in the Chinese calendar to measure time. So... Each of these 60 pillars contains so much energetic information that can be used um, as a divination tool, just like the 64 hexagrams in the I Ching. It's just that, you know, just there's not, I just didn't see any deck doing that. And, um, and I feel that the 60 pillars are actually more approachable and relatable with the elements and the animals than the I Ching. So that's, that's how it started to come about. Then what did you do? Did you have to get an agent? Did you pitch only to Hay House? Did you pitch to multiple different publishers? How did you go about choosing and securing a deal with a publisher to create the card deck? Because that's not an easy thing to do. So how did you do that? It was, you know, it was really divine timing at work because I really, you know, I mean, it was just a thought and I'm like, well, one day I would like to have a deck like that. And to 2020 came, you know, we were all stuck at home and somehow I, and I just start thinking, well, you know, I'm just getting older. I need to get this deck out. And 
a few days later, I got the email, an email from Hay House about one of their writer's workshop. So I thought, well, you know, let me enroll in that. And a year later, I submitted the proposal on the deck and two months later, I won. So that was, I mean, it was, it was, you know, I just thought it was just my ancestors finally telling me, come on, do do this, you know, so. I love that. That's incredible that you won. Wow. Congratulations. And it is a very interesting concept. I mean, it's not something I'm very familiar with. And this is something that was quite new to me. And I've very kindly been sent your deck. And my goodness, it is stunning. It's also quite a large deck. There are a lot of cards in here. How many cards are there? There are 60 for the 60 pillars. I mean, I wish it could be less, but yeah, but there are 60 pillars. So, so they need to be there. I love that. And how did you find the process of writing the guidebook? Because I imagine it's quite deceptive in that it looks like it's small and it would be really easy. But sometimes when we have to write things that are shorter, they have to be more clear, more concise. So what was that process like of writing the guidebook to go with the cards? So in terms of that, it's actually more of a back and forth process. So for let's and for for each pillar, basically, so I, um, I wrote it pillar by pillar. So I would have to devote a day or more on, on each pillar. So for each pillar, I would start with a general theme and a rough description of the pillar, which helped me visualize the general image and mood of the card. Then I'd go deeper into the visual in my art description. Um, after, well, that's actually after I wrote, I wrote the, uh, the first, like a, a rough draft of the description of the card. And then I would do the art description. And in many of these cards, I was inspired by the magical landscapes of China. Yeah. What was that process like of working with the artist? Did you suggest an artist or did they pair you up with someone? What was that process like of finding the right artist for the deck? Because it's very much a collaboration you have to be happy with the person that you're working with they have to understand the vision so how did that go finding the artist yeah so hey house actually paired me up with an artist from singapore um or, or who, who is originally from singapore so candice soon she is just very amazing in translating my vision into the artwork and um, we both have sort of similar backgrounds. We came from, you know, same, um, same part of the world. I used to work in Singapore, so I was very familiar in Singapore. In Singapore is pretty much like L.A. to San Francisco for people who live in Indonesia. Um, so, yeah, I was very blessed that I get to work with someone from very similar background. And um, I find that the more details I gave her in my descriptions, the closer her first sketch would be to what, what I envisioned. And we just bounce off each other very well. So often her first sketch would also give me more ideas and symbols to add to the original vision. So for example, the wood dragon card, which is this one, and this is the card for 2024 too. It originally didn't have the dragon holding um, the pearl of wisdom but when the first sketch came the pearl was just calling to be included in the card and this you know then to me that was also another way that you know divine guidance was at work 
because it just needed to be there and also the ancestral wisdom so i felt that with candace you know it was a lot of it was a collaboration between candace and i and also our ancestors and also the divine were there any cards you got really stuck on that were really a challenge um no well there was one card i'm trying to find let me see but it was the fire fire red card so let's see what oh right here so card number 13 here the fire red i really you know this is actually this one was inspired by by one of my experience watching sunset in malibu and i just thought you know you just you see all these lights bouncing from the ocean it was just very beautiful and so for the uh, the first sketch it, it was just the 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 rat and the sun i mean and the ocean but you know i just thought it was missing something and i really wanted to put a yin and yang symbol because this is what the card is about it's about light and shadow so i really wanted to incorporate the tai chi symbol and this is, you know, this is, and I was so grateful to have Candice because, you know, I, I asked her how we could incorporate yin and yang here without, I mean, making it very obvious. And she, yeah, and this is what she did. Basically, she, she put the, the yin and yang under the sun and you can, you know, you can tell that it's a yin and yang there. <laughs> yeah, there are little details in the cards. And I said at the beginning, before we started recording, that there's one which keeps showing itself to me, and it actually is number one, and it's about aligning with your purpose. And even though I've shuffled them multiple times, I keep getting this card. So I'm just going to have a look in the guidebook now and just read what it means. And it's number one, wood rat, align with your purpose. So I'm not going to read the whole thing just because it's quite long. I just want to pick out the core elements. So everything is as it should be with heaven and earth in alignment in the wood rat pillar. Know that you are more than ready for the journey ahead. Your knowledge and skills will take you far. Keep learning to enrich your resources. Now, there's a lot more to the description than that. But like I said, I'll be here a while if I read the whole thing. So I'm just going to read the message from heaven and the message from earth. Wood as the element of expansion supports a long-term vision and a growth mindset. Where do you see yourself in a year, five years, and 10 years from now? Like a tree, yang wood doesn't grow tall overnight, but keeps reaching higher as years go by. See each progress, no matter how small, as a stepping stone towards something greater. Oh, I've got goosebumps. And then the message, that was the message from heaven. And then the message from earth. In the spirit of the rat, a yang water sign associated with oceans and seas, keep your eye on the horizon and your imagination far into the future. Take another step toward your dream and jump in. Don't overthink it. Oh my goodness, I've got goosebumps because I literally just shared on my Instagram stories that I've been birthing a rebrand and I'm quite scared about it because it's big and it's a lot of work and it means upgrading all my programs, renaming things, pricing, branding, everything. So receiving that message now where it's like, don't overthink it. I have been massively overthinking it and I'm constantly asking Tarot and just wondering, is this the right thing? Because it's such a big task, but that is so incredibly helpful. So each card in here has a message from heaven and a message from earth. So what inspired that piece? 
Well, that's also because each pillar is composed of the element. So the main element, which is called the heavenly stem. And I, I like to refer to it as the heavenly frequency. So that's where the message from heaven comes about. And then the animal sign themselves is, um, the animal sign is called the earthly branch. And that's, that's uh, more about the action that we take. So that's the message from earth that comes from the animal signs. And, you know, just say, uh, I'm just looking, you know, I'm in the number one card here, the wood rat, and that's such a confirmation of that you're on purpose. So I think, I think that's so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's adding up like things that have become clear, words that have been spoken to me about my yeah goosebumps anyway more will be revealed on the podcast I'm going to do a whole reveal I don't want to talk too much about it here but it's just really really good confirmation so I'm so excited for people to start receiving this deck what was it like when you got the first copy in the post well that was you know I was not even here when I first got my the prototype I, I just left for Asia so I was in Seoul when when I got a notification that something is arriving and before I left I usually I would make sure that you know I wouldn't be getting deliveries so, and this was not something that I mean this was an unexpected delivery and it was solstice um, it was June 21st so yeah so I, I had to ask a neighbor to look for the package and ask her to open it. And because we both didn't know what it was, we were like, well, are you sure you want to open this? <laughs> but she did open it and turned out that, you know, it was um, two, two boxes of um, the prototype. And, and I had to arrange for the deck to come to me in Asia because I, would, um, I wouldn't be back in LA until month later and my sister just happened to be flying back to asia a week later so yeah so i got the carts in bali my sister flew to asia and then i was by then i was in bali and yeah <laughs> so i so i opened it in bali and it was such a magical time too because bali you know is the island of the gods and goddesses so to me it's just it's just divine the divine again at work yeah, I even got the carts blessed in Bali by Balinese priests. So that was really just magical. <laughs> oh my goodness. It seems like divine timing has been such a big part of your journey. You've mentioned it a few times and even them arriving on the solstice is really, really special. How long did it take to create the deck? How many years are we talking here? Well, the... The idea has always been there since I started learning Chinese metaphysics, as I mentioned before, but um, did the proposal in June 2021 and then found out that I was one of the winners in September. And I started working on the cards early the next year, so 2022. So it's the whole, basically the whole 2022 was spent working on the cards so intensely though so yeah it's an intense one year of working on the cards editing and just going back and forth between the artists you know, and just the editors so yeah that was um it was an intense process but i really enjoyed that it's just you know when you're doing just this creative collaboration there's just so much it's just a lot of vibrancy in the, you know, right in the chi it's just it's such a creative i mean it really makes your 
it really energizes your body, mind, and spirit. So that's yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's so much fun, and I I can't wait to create a deck myself one day because you get that visual piece. You get to choose the artwork instead of just the words, which you do with a book. Do you think that one day you might write a book as well? I well, a book is always it's always been there too. It's just um, and actually did start trying to um, submit a proposal on a book, but then I realized that the book that I have in mind will take much longer to write, basically to write. Because I just feel that there's so much history in Chinese metaphysics and I just wanted to do it justice. So that, and making, you know, when you're trying to shorten a long history, but at the same time also honor it, I just think it, yeah, that takes, that will take a long time. So It's so funny you say that because my next question was going to be, what can you tell us about the deck and about Chinese metaphysics for someone who isn't aware of it or isn't familiar with it? Now, I know that's a huge question. So maybe just in the context of the deck, because you've obviously taken some core pieces out of it that people can apply in their daily lives. So what can you tell us about the wisdom that you've woven within the deck? that people can actually use and implement in their lives? Because it's more than just a card deck. There's more to it than that. So can you tell us about that? Well, so so these 60 pillars have their origins in Taoism, so, and which I find provides insightful guidance and is very applicable in our modern worlds. And Taoism is about staying in the center and living in harmony with nature, which are... Um, well, nature is represented by the five elements. So the five elements and nature, there's really no separation. And we're also part of nature. Um, the five elements exist within us and around us. And in our modern life, many see themselves as being um, separate from nature. And then as a result, they feel disconnected from nature. So the messages in the Oracle deck uh, go all the way back to Taoism and their reminders that we're part of nature and we can connect to the five elements through nature and through our actions. So a lot of the visuals and the messages are about going back to nature, you know, go, um, going within, um, just basically connecting us with the five elements through our daily life. And I hope that you'll get that feeling too when you, the more you work with the deck. Chinese metaphysics is so, there's a lot of, yeah, as I say before, there's a lot of history, uh, but it's also very applicable in the modern world. And that's what I'm trying to do with the deck, basically. And also the deck, the 60 pillars, all the animal signs also contain hidden elements. So for me, I envision that, you know, the deck will will be very educational to those who are interested in learning Chinese astrology, but it's also like a fun Easter egg, like a treasure hunt to those who are already experts in Chinese metaphysics, because they can see, they see, um, they can see a card and then they see that the hidden elements inside, they see the symbols embedded in each card and they know what they can identify what it means. Um, I think that's, you know, I think that's what I envisioned with the cards and with the Chinese metaphysics, I just feel that the visuals in the cards, um, make it easy for people to learn Chinese metaphysics to, you know, to learn something that's just very deep. And I think it's a, it's a good, uh, 
beginning, you know, introduction to Chinese metaphysics. Yeah, definitely. So is this deck for anyone to use? And how are you meant to use it? Are you meant to pull a card for yourself every day or when you want clarity? Yeah, so anyone can use the cards. And the, and then this is the thing with the DAO. You know, the DAO is very simple, but at the same time limitless. So so someone who who's still learning or who just started to learn about Chinese astrology can use the card and then they and they see what it means to them. I mean, they, the, you know, you can look, you can read the guidebook, and that's the simplest way to read. I mean, to to find meanings in the card is to read the guidebook. But then, someone who's already at the more expert level of Chinese metaphysics, they can go further and derive meanings from the cards that they pull, like the interaction between the elements and then how it relates to them. So it, you know, it can go. It can go as simple as just reading the guidebook, or it can go much further. Um, and in terms of you know, in terms of the best way to use the oracle, the oracle deck, you can do one card spread reading as daily guidance, and you can also meditate on a card to tune into the spirit of the card. The thing with the pillar, because each pillar contains all these insights on. Um, specific time so it's um so you can actually pick a pillar and um, pick a card that's the pillar of the day or just pick one that calls to you so again like i'm putting an example on the wood dragon card so the wood dragon for example is the card for 2024 so you can meditate on this to see what it means to you and then all the dragon cards, I would say they contain dragon power that helps us gain confidence. So, you know, you can pick another, let's say the fire dragon card and um, meditate on that. And if you're in need of joy, all the fire cards contain light. So which, which helps you tune into the fire within, which is your inner joy. So the most important thing is to treat the oracle as a guide and you'll intuitively know when to seek guidance from the oracle. And I also, I also think that because we're working with the five elements here you know, and then also you, you can read it from the checklist in the guidebook, we are collaborating with the elements in every reading. So you want to tune in to your surroundings before a reading and just to see if the elements feel like they're in harmony because a reading done on a beautiful calm day will be more insightful than a reading done when it's very stormy or windy outside. But again, a simple rule of thumb is if it's a good day and you're feeling good, then it's a good time for reading. Do you have a favorite card in the deck? Is there one you're really attached to more than the others? I love them all. Um, <laughs> a hard question. <laughs> well, the wood dragon's always been my favorite, and this is also the card that keeps coming out for me. Also, like the the wood pick here, it's just it's just such a sweet card. Yeah, really beautiful. And I think for most of us, the interaction we've had with Chinese metaphysics is just knowing the year that you're born, the animal of the year that you're born. Whereas in this deck, I mean, you can see all of them. Are you going to have a closer connection with the cards that are linked to your year of birth or, or not? How does that work? 
It depends. Um, I mean, the Woodfick card for me has nothing to do with my year of birth, you know, but um, some people, yeah, I mean, I, well, this is, this is actually, this is a funny story when I first got the card. So my nieces who are five and seven years old, they were so excited to see the cards and the first thing that, and this, you know, this is, these are children, right? So this is also our culture in Asia. So the first thing that they 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 were looking for in the cart is their year of birth, you know, and they're just so happy to see the cart that, that were in their year of birth. And then they start looking for the carts for their parents. And it's, yeah, and so, so that is usually how people first identify. You know, you kind of, you're curious to see what the cart of your year of birth, but then the more you work with the Oracle, then you know, the more you, you find that um, there are other carts that, basically that call to you and to me whatever calls to you I think that's the card that's trying to get its message to you so you don't even need to I mean you, you don't even need to pull a card you know if, if a card just calls out to you then yeah I think just see why it's calling to you definitely and I love that the cards are matte so often there'll be a gloss finish but I've actually found the card decks I have which are matte are easier to shuffle and they last better the ones that are gloss I find that the edges over time they start to come apart a little bit and if you have a, a gold rim around the edge that wears off so I found them to be much more durable and to last better and to shuffle more easily when they're matte like this so I'm so excited to use them because every month on Instagram at the beginning of the month I go live and I do a tarot reading for the month ahead so I use mainly the tarot deck but then I use other oracle cards for advice and guidance as well so I can now use these cards within those so I'm really excited and they come out in October um where are they going to be available obviously the Hay House website do you know where else people will be able to find them yeah so they come out on October 10 and will be available in many stores near you, I would say, you know, it will be available. It's already available now for pre-orders at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Waterstones. I think that's the UK, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Booktopia. I think that's for Australia. Australia. Yeah. Familiar with all of these. These are the ones I send people to as well. <laughs> and it's exciting just to, you know, to Google to Google um, the title of the Oracle, right? And it, just to see where it comes up. So I think that's, yeah, that you, yeah, you can also Google where, where near you. So exciting. And is there anything else that you would like people to know about the Chinese Five Elements Oracle? So I'm just very excited that this will be out in the world soon. And, um, and just to give insights about Chinese astrology, not just in words, but also in visuals. And I feel that the visuals will help people great, you know, to, to really understand what, what the 12 animal signs and then the five elements are. Because we, we all, I think a lot of, I think most people are familiar with the 12 animal signs, um, but not really with the elements. And to me, I feel that the 12 animal signs don't really give enough or don't really give an accurate representation of the Chinese astrology. So in terms of the writing to the 12 animal signs, I actually focus on the elements within the 12 animal signs to give a more accurate insights into the 
meanings of each sign. So that's and I'm very excited that people will get to see that in the cards. So if you've said everything you'd like to share about the deck, then where can people find you? Because another thing that I want to say is that you post amazing updates on your Instagram page every day. And I love reading those. So let people know your Instagram account, your website, where they can come and find you online and learn more, as well as getting your lovely deck as well. Yeah, so so you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or the, what's formerly known as Twitter, um, now known as X, um, at Five Elements Oracle. So number five elements oracle and my website is at vicky iskandar so my name uh, vicky iskandar.com and actually right now i'm offering gifts for those who pre-order so then it includes a feng shui tip um, on how to use how to work with the five elements also includes a meditation on joy and it includes um, how to work with the wood dragon year in 2024 and also, I'm sending the last gift on next week, which is on, it's a video on how to bless the cards using um, the chi, using um, chi ritual, which is part of qigong. So yeah, so if, so if you pre-order the cards between now to the 10, you will get these gifts. And you can find that on my website, actually. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Vicky. I have so enjoyed receiving your deck, using your deck. I'm going to continue to use your deck. And it's been so interesting to talk to you and to learn more about this. I, I should have done this before recording, but I'm now going to go and have a look at what my birth year animal is and actually read a bit more about it. Because when I did my master's degree, there were loads and loads of Chinese students on there. So we talked a little bit about it then and we had Chinese New Year was a big celebration and we all brought in gifts and things like that. But ever since then, and that was in 2015, it's all really gone out of my head. So I need to go and have a look at what the animal is for my birth year because this has reminded me to go and do that. But thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited for more people to see the beauty of your deck, to learn about this Chinese metaphysics and to reconnect with nature, which it sounds like is such a big part of it. And I am all for that. I think it's so important to reconnect with nature, especially in the Western world. We're often very, very disconnected. So I think it's such important healing work that you're doing. And I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And it's just such a pleasure to chat with you and meet you. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Liz. If you enjoyed this episode today, let me know by sharing it to your stories and tagging me on Instagram at IamLizRoberta, which is where I'm usually hanging out between recording podcast episodes. You can download my free business activation there too and see what gorgeous groups I'm running right now, whether it's Spiritual Coaching Academy, Sacred Sisters, or my High Level Elevate Mastermind. And one last thing, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, because I will be back with a new episode next week. So sending lots of love and I'll see you then.